Hey guys, how's it going? It's Slim here for the Fantasy Football Auction Podcast. Uh, Dropping the first in the premium podcast episodes. Uh, The first one here, I just wanted to spend some time talking about a couple different budgets. Um, Now that my tiers are out, uh, and we can kind of go through this, and uh, I'll give you kind of what I think is a pretty flexible budget that uh, maybe you don't want to follow it to a T, but it'll give you the baseline that you can use then to tweak certain areas and build a team based on maybe the particulars of how you want to construct a roster or different scoring formats or whatever type of league you're in. Um, So I wanted to just first start by saying thanks for supporting us and purchasing this content. Uh, We hope that you find it helpful. Uh, We think that you you can use these couple simple tools and you should be able to uh, set yourself up real nicely in just about any draft that you're in here um, throughout the month of August here as things start to really pick up. You can also find me on Twitter um, at Slim for MVP, the number four. Uh, if you've got any questions or anything, feel free to hit me up in uh, DM um, and we can chat there about little strategies and things like that that you might have uh, that maybe are, are too hard to answer um, in other platforms. Okay, so we'll kind of get started here. Um, I'll start with kind of a 1QB kind of setup. Um, a couple things that I like to think about when I'm uh, playing in a 1QB league is first is when I build a budget, uh, I'm going to assume also that this is going to be a $200 budget. Uh, I, I'm shooting for kind of the low QB1 range. Um, I feel like typically that's where the values are. Um, yes, it's great to have Josh Allen, uh, and, you know, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. Those guys are awesome, but they're going to cost. And um, I, you could also look at streaming potentially. I personally have found that I like to just have a fairly consistent quarterback Um I'm also trying to find a quarterback that has rushing upside if possible uh, because I can get some easy points this way. So, you know, guys that kind of fall into this range, I might be looking at spending maybe about $10 in a one QB league here, uh, depending how the board falls. And QB is kind of the one position where, uh, or one of the the positions where we see a lot of uh, volatility maybe with with the costs. I know a lot of the leagues I draft in, most guys prescribe to kind of a, a, a later round QB kind of thinking. So no one wants to pay uh, huge money for quarterbacks. So it brings down the value of the position as a whole, which is, is cool for me because I'm not going to spend up anyway. Um, so it allows me to spend, like I said, something like $10 and I know that I'm going to get a low end QB one. So, you know, guys that I'd be looking at in that range would be, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, even Lamar Jackson, if, if he can somehow fall down uh, into this kind of $10 range. Now, I'll spend up even for a couple bucks if I have to, if it's a guy I really like. Um, you know, I, I like Russell Wilson at this price. Um, I even like Trey Lance at a price like this. Uh, I'd hope to get him for cheaper. I think he's got low-end QB1 upside, um, mainly because I think he's going to rush the ball a fair amount. Uh, he's probably going to have some uglier games, but the fantasy points should still add up because just because of what he can probably uh, be asked to do in the run game. Uh, you know, 
Kyler Murray if he's a discount. But even if I got to settle for, you know, and I say settle uh, because these guys are great options, uh, a guy like Matt Stafford or Tom Brady in that range, that's usually in one QB leagues go for around $10. I'm totally fine with that. I think that uh, this year, especially quarterback is, a, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks here um, that you can get as kind of, you know, in the QB 12-ish range, or like I said, the low end QB one range. So I think it's deep. I think you can wait. And I think you can, uh, again, budget somewhere around $10. You're going to be really happy with the player that you get there. And it's not going to allow you to have to draft another quarterback in a one QB league. Like if I've got Tom Brady, I mean, yeah, if he gets hurt, okay, then I'm going to scramble, but I don't feel the need to even, uh, look at quarterback for the rest of my draft if I don't want to. Um, Another thing I like to do in a one QB league is, and in any league, is figure out what I want to do at wide receivers. How many do I want to roster? I look at how many I have to start. I look at how many flex options there are because I'm going to usually gravitate towards flexing wide receivers if I can, especially if it's in like a PPR setting. But even if it's in a half PPR, um, I and which I think most leagues are. There's still a few standards out there, but uh, because of this and because of the depth of wide receiver, I think it's much easier to find. Uh, consistent fantasy points from the wide receiver position and I'll throw dart throws at running back uh, to kind of maybe flex on bye weeks and stuff like that if I need to okay so um, that being said knowing that I am probably going to focus a lot on wide receiver in a budget like this say I have to start two um, I might budget uh, $40 for both those starting positions because that way I feel like I can uh, I have flexibility should, you know, there be value. Like what I'm really wanting to target, I'm probably not going to get Cooper Cup, but maybe, maybe just, you know, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or by some miracle, both start to fall closer to 40 bucks. I can actually be in there on both these guys. Um, and maybe I get one and that means that now I can drop to my next tier and start looking at guys in the mid thirties, uh, whether that's Diggs or, uh, CD Lamb, whoever you might like in that range. Um, but then I've saved a few bucks too that I can now bump to my bench. So for these two positions, I kind of like to be high and then I can kind of, I can you know, move money to other positions if I spend less. Um, because I know early on a couple of these guys are going to get nominated and I'll know my direction from there. Maybe I get to top those guys from my tier one. Like if you look at my tier sheets, I have Cup, Jefferson and Chase in tier one. Uh, maybe I can get two guys. From there for roughly this eighty dollars that I budgeted for for those two positions, chances are I'm probably not. Uh, maybe I can get one, um, so I might have to. But then I, I know my path. I know I can move some cash, and I can look at where I want to move that to, which is probably going to be my bench in this scenario, which we'll see in a second. Um, staying at wide receiver, I'm going to assume maybe you have maybe it's a start three. Uh, which is fine for this. Uh, I said in a lot of leagues I play in, we have multiple flex positions. So I usually have two flex spots now where I'm going to allocate those to receiver. And I'm going to put about $20 on, say, my wide receiver three, $15 for my wide receiver four. And I put those in pretty much any budget. Maybe maybe I do something different and I have to make my wide receiver two worth 20 I just feel like those are real common areas in auction drafts where there's going to be a large number of players available at that price range. So I like to have a lot of options in my brain that I know that I want to buy at those prices. 
Um, so again, like 20 bucks, 15 bucks. I know people in those price tiers of who I like. And, you know, you could use my tiers to kind of uh, put the values in. Right now, I don't have any auction values on my tiers. Sometimes I add them um, just because it's nice to obviously be able to very easily see who the cheapest players are in certain tiers. But by the time I go to draft, I usually have the ballpark of prices already in my head. So I don't necessarily need those prices. But like I said, for you, if you want to grab those, uh, you know, download the sheet, uh, customize it, add some um, some values. Another reason I don't like putting values in right now is because they're going to change. Uh, a little bit so I'm kind of lazy I don't like having to go back and keep changing every sheet that I have so uh, if I can do it the last minute that's what I'll do anyway that'll give me four solid wide receivers um, now when I built this budget uh, I'll just be honest I'm going to have virtually a dollar at every bench position um, or in this case I will if the numbers that I've started each position with which I don't necessarily like to do but uh, I like to have the flexibility to be able to spend uh, three maybe four dollars on some bench spots but what I think usually happens is again by saying forty dollars at those top two wide receiver spots chances are I'm not spending 80 bucks on those two guys unless I'm buying two players in my tier one so I know that I'll be able to move some money from those places down to the bench, which is going to get hopefully give me more of that flexibility. Same with uh, you know my other two receiver spots. If I'm spending around twenty bucks um, and I start looking in tiers and seeing who's there, maybe I just take the cheapest guy that I have in a tier that's with a lot of these twenty dollar guys. So, for example, maybe I go and buy Allen Robinson for something like fifteen dollars, and I had twenty dollars spent for that spot. That's awesome. Now I can slot five dollars more into my bench somewhere and allow me to go and get actually be more aggressive in getting some of these running back dart throws that I'm going to talk about later um tight end I'm going to spend about five bucks at tight end uh, I'm only drafting one unless it's some kind of like tight end premium or something like that but in a straight tight end league I feel like if I throw five bucks out there I've got my pick on a lot of the kind of later round or sorry later uh, tight end kind of one players. Uh, so maybe it's guys like Zach Ertz or Fryermouth or Knox or Albert O. Uh, lots of different options here. Uh, maybe I can even stream two guys for two bucks each or something like that if that's the way you want to go. Uh, I personally don't like doing that because I don't like wasting the roster spot. So I'd rather just get somebody who I think can finish as a low and tight end one. Very similar to what I do at quarterback. And then I can just move on from that position altogether. So if you're kind of doing some of the math here, as you, you might be jotting some of this down, I, I like to spend or budget about 45 bucks for my running back one. Again, it's about flexibility. I know that I'm, it's not going to allow me to get a guy like Jonathan Taylor or probably a Christian McCaffrey or things like guys like that. But, um, I think it gives me a lot of flexibility to say, okay, who are running back ones I like? I can get or be in and on the bidding on a lot of those guys. And if I have to pivot down a little bit, um, that's no big deal. I know then, again, that's great. I still end up with the RB1 that I really like. And now I'm putting some more money onto my bench where it's going to add, you know, for example, I like to leave my draft with about five or six really solid wide receivers that I like. Uh, and when I say really solid, I like to have guys in all in the top 50. 
when I play waivers, I, I don't want to have to necessarily worry about trying to add and drop guys all the time to fill in for wide receiver positions that I have to start um, because I'm going to flex a lot of receivers typically. Uh, I'd rather just focus on the waiver wire now on finding running backs that'll come with injuries and things just because of the nature of that position. We should see more turnover and more injuries happening, uh, which would promote guys up down the charts. So uh, let me get one running back here. And now I can use the rest of my money to start uh, throwing some darts, as I like to say, at some of these other guys. So with the rest of my roster, that leaves me um, probably about 20 bucks for, say, RB2, RB3. And then whatever I've got left now that I've saved in other places, that should all accumulate now on my bench, building up from that $1, rough $1 position, assuming that, you know, maybe I had about six positions uh, that were still unaccounted for as, you know, outside of wide receiver four, running back three kind of people. Um, so, you know, I go to running back 15. Again, maybe this is a place. Like, I look at some guys in about this $15 price range. You know, maybe like A.J. Dillon. Maybe like Elijah Mitchell. Cool. If I don't get one of those guys, I know really quick I can pivot and drop that price maybe down to 10 bucks, And I've saved some more money. And it's just going to be more... Uh, I wouldn't even call these guys dart throws at this point. They're going to be more... Uh, probably reliable running backs, guys that I can get for 5 or $6 that will, you know, if I can get three or four of these guys, that's pretty great. Now I can start to really build a decent running back core, hopefully at a cheap price. Um, and again, my RB3, about 4 bucks. You know, now I'm taking maybe uh, some guys in murkier situations where if they can carve out a role or maybe... Um, you know, maybe they catch some passes, right? Like a lot of these kinds of running backs... I'm not saying I go all in on a guy like J.D. McKissick, but I want a guy who's going to get touches but also catch a few balls a game. Uh, I'm thinking maybe in the mindset of like a Cordell Patterson type role or a Chase Edmonds, guys that could project to catch a few balls as well uh, while getting some carries uh, in between the tackles. So that's kind of, again, the general way I would build uh, in a 1QB league here. Uh, just kind of how I break it down position by position. Again, thinking about, uh, I may be conceding that I am not going to end up with the most expensive guys uh, in the draft. I definitely don't want to end up with the most expensive guys in every tier. But I would also say that go and get guys that you like that kind of fit a price range that you want. Um, too often, I think we get worried about oh, of trying to find value, value. Well, if you build some of this flexibility into your budget, you know that maybe at one position I spend up a couple extra bucks and you know what? I don't care. I, I'm getting a player that I really like. Uh, maybe you sense the end of kind of uh, a tier run or something like that. And so now you want to get a guy before things really start to bidding or start to really ensue. But it, it just gives you flexibility to, to get some of the players that you've earmarked ahead of time as, as guys you really like. Um, flipping over now to kind of super flex, generally the same strategy. Um, the only catch is now, obviously, quarterback, you're going to have to allocate a lot more money. Um, I try and still tr target kind of that low-end QB1 in order to save some cash. Uh, I want to try and get two good options. Uh, you know, Again, when I say good, a low-end QB1, a high-end QB2 to pair with them, 
guys that I feel like maybe I don't even need a third quarterback. Um, I'll generally try and get somebody that I think has some upside for around two or three bucks. Um, but if I can't get that, then I'm not going to sweat it too much because I know that I've got two solid guys there. And maybe I can grab somebody off waivers later. Now the concessions to make, you know, so I might budget. Again, I've said this before, in a lot of the leagues I play in, um, quarterback prices, even in Superflex uh, and two QB leagues, they are lower than a lot of other like drafts that I, I see. Um, and some of the top-end guys, they go for big money, but I, uh, what I usually see happen, especially now, I think, with because the quarterback position is fairly deep, once you get to about quarterback five or six, um, people that are kind of waiting on quarterback are cool just sitting there and trying to look for value. So I, I feel like the prices can drop rapidly. Um, so usually I budget about 20 bucks for a QB1 and 15 for a QB2. And I'm one of those guys that's kind of waiting to see if the value starts to drop. Now, if everybody, you know, Josh Allen goes for $45 and everybody's staying in like the mid-30s and stuff, then I know that I'm probably going to have to pivot. And I'm not going to maybe end up with a QB, a low-end QB1 that I like. Um, I might have to pay up and then maybe really go cheap at QB2 or really start thinking about how I'm gonna move some money from other positions. But uh, in the past, I found I can end up with two pretty solid options with about 20 and 15 at those QB positions. Uh, running back, I usually drop this here. I try and ballpark around $35 in a super flex versus 45 um, in a one QB league for an RB1. I feel like this year that can still end up with a guy like Dalvin Cook or uh, DeAndre Swift or Leonard Fournette and I've, again, I've got flexibility. Maybe I put $25 for RB2 and 5 for RB3 and really go cheaper there. Or maybe I go 15 and 10 something like that. But I think I can still get a solid RB2 um, with either 15 or 20 bucks, uh, And then I can still hit wide receiver pretty hard. So, again, I went 40 and 40 with the 1QB league. Now I usually go about 35 and 25. Um in a super flex and you know you could still end up with you know maybe I end up uh, with a guy like CD Lamb now as my wide receiver one and uh, Jalen Waddle or something like that as a wide receiver two or Michael Pittman Jr. as wide receiver two I'm fine with any of those options and again I think there's lots of flexibility built in there maybe maybe I want to drop my wide receiver two to 20 instead of 25 now I've saved five bucks that I can go somewhere with it um and in this scenario, you know, maybe I've already got money on my bench. So maybe I go 35 and 30. And now I've got two top-end options. Maybe it's uh, C.D. Lamb and Diggs or something like that, depending on how your draft goes. But, uh, you know, there, there's options that are out there uh, with a strategy like this. Um, it's going to lead me to probably, you know, I can still spend maybe 20 bucks on a wide receiver three, which is good. Maybe I got to spend only about seven to 10 on a wide receiver four, which I think is still manageable. I think you'll look and see that there's lots of, uh, if you look at our values, lots of receivers out there uh, because it's so deep that you'll feel good about in those price ranges. Uh, same, I'll go about five bucks at tight end, looking for a low end tight end one that I think has a little bit of upside. Uh, if I can get a value, that's good. 
Um, I talked about running back two, running back three. Um, so then the rest, that hopefully leaves me with, you know, like I said, three bucks at a bunch of different bench positions. And now I can just go and hit and try and find uh, some running back depth on my bench. And if I things go according to plan and I end up with about five or six really solid receivers that I like, um, then I'm just going to hammer as many running backs as I can on my bench. Um, I never, I don't really like the idea of taking a bunch of like $1, $2 flyers at receiver. I just feel like they don't tend to hit near as often as a running back will. And you're going to miss on some of these running backs. Don't get me wrong. Not everyone you're going to take is going to be productive for you. But um, I just think with some of those receivers, like, you know, you, you don't even never know when to play them, even if there is an injury ahead of them. Uh, and there's no guarantee that they're going to, it's going to lead to more, uh, a higher target share in that offense anyway. So uh, I find it's best if I can just consolidate and end up with some solid options. And then, like I said before, now I only have to focus on one position really and just pay attention to the injuries and who's who's hot and maybe training camps, uh, who's winning, uh, backup running back jobs, you know, I'll, I'll use Cordero Patterson last year as an example. Uh, I think he was overlooked in lots of drafts, but if you start paying attention to training camps and saying, okay, like maybe the RB1 has some question marks, um, and now this guy just won what looks like to be the backup running back role, or is a, is a very versatile piece that they plan on using, which I think we're going to see more of in the NFL, uh, with, you know, with Patterson, uh, obviously with Deal Samuel's success, are these bigger receivers going to be actually used in uh, in a role like this? And if they have running back eligibility, then that's awesome. You know, should lead to a couple of catches a game, hopefully a handful of touches, hopefully high leverage touches. Maybe they're being used in the red zone and, and things like that. So that's all good. So I'd rather take stabs at guys like that. Um, anyway, there's two different budgets you could use for, like I said, one QB super flex. Uh, you know, feel free to obviously tweak them around. I like to build them, uh, look at the players that fit right into those exact spots. Can I build a roster that I like? Um, if I can't, then maybe where can I tweak and where can I change? And don't be afraid to do that at all. But I think with these kind of outlines that are there, you should be able to have the flexibility to in-draft, pivot to a lot of different ways, um, depending on... Uh, the trends you're seeing in your draft, the values that maybe fall, um, uh, positions of need, and how fast there's runs on certain positions. I think you'll have the flexibility to address all those things, though, uh, using uh, budgets that fit these molds. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, in maybe the next few days, I'm going to start breaking down individual positions based on the tiers that I've made. And looking at, you know, players that I would target in each of the tiers for those positions. So we'll probably start running back um, early next week, um, where we can go through each tier that I have, and I'll discuss them in a little bit more detail and talk about players that I'm looking at in each tier uh, and and why maybe players to avoid as well. So you can look out for that. And like I said, you can find me on Twitter at Slim for MVP. Uh, shoot me a DM if you have any questions or want to discuss some things uh, you know in a little bit more detail and we can kind of bounce some ideas off each other any stuff like that so uh, feel free to do that as well 
All right. Thanks again for listening.